But most of us avoid boredom and even what I call pre-boredom, like the plague. If we have to wait one minute, and I, you know this is true, one minute for a coffee at a Starbucks, out come the phones, right? We're so bad at being bored. That's Kyle T. Webster. And this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Joseph. Happy Friday. I am thankful for you tuning in with me today. And I love today's episode because our featured speaker talks about the lost art of being bored, which after listening to this talk, I think really should be more encouraged because nowadays boredom is looked at as a problem that needs to be solved rather than looking at it as something that should be more encouraged. And I hope after you listening to this episode that you go out and you seek some intentional boredom so you can allow your mind to wander and to see what happens. Here's Kyle T. Webster. Enjoy. Uh, these are my parents on a typical day, just hanging out the house. Um, no, of course, this is them at a party, one of the parties that they hosted. And they, they hosted a ton of parties. I remember this when I was really young. And their friends hosted a ton of parties, too. They all made time to do this stuff. Um, there were themes and there were costumes, and it was, was really a big to-do, right? Uh, and I was wondering, I was talking to my wife, I'm like, why don't we do this kind of stuff? Maybe my parents were just better at time management, or maybe they didn't have Netflix. <laughs> you know, according to a recent Nielsen study, um, the average American adult today spends 11 hours a day interacting with media, mostly screen time. So if you even just think about the fact that probably six to eight hours of that is is work-related, you're still putting in, you're building in three to five hours a day of screen time. So think in a week, just a week, how many of those hours we could spend planning a kick-ass Game of Thrones party. I like Game of Thrones, okay? Sir, settle down. <laughs> so I asked my parents, why did you have so many parties? And they simply said, because there really wasn't that much else to do. It was 1979, 80s, it was the early 80s, right? And so you, most middle-class Americans got home around 5, 5.30. There were three TV channels to watch, right? No email, no calls, no Slack. Slack's great, but come on. Slacking all day long. Uh, you know, you read the latest Stephen King book, and you'd already seen Jaws in the theater, okay? There's always the bedroom, right? But not everybody's into the tantric thing, so <laughs> Sting can give that a rest. I'm tired of hearing about it. Uh, so you threw a party because you got well and truly bored, right? And so think about it. Boredom is actually a blessing, right? 
It gives your brain time to just cook stuff up, to wander and to cook. So what does this mean for all of us in this room? We're creative folks, right? What does it mean for creative work? Well, look at my parents. Okay, I mean, we're looking at them a lot. Sorry, it's, this slide's up here a long time. But look at them. They got creative because that's what humans do when they have the time and the space to do it, right? So here's a fact. The more important work that pushed my career forward, the majority of it, for me, happened in the, in the time I spent in between uh, meetings and calls and um, reports and deadlines and things like that. I know all those words mean something and it's real work and it's important, right? But uh, these kinds of things don't often directly lead me to the bigger ideas. Yeah, this is definitely not gonna be on my tombstone. But I will say it's, it's true though, I do meet my deadlines. If anybody wants to work with me on something. Um, because those kinds of things, right, the meetings and so on, they, they force our brains to work in a different mode. We're working on organization rather than improvisation, okay? So my best creative ideas are born when I have time and space uh, between the busy work to just kind of let my medial prefrontal cortex wake up. And Dr. Ming's gonna check me on my, my wording there. Um, but anyway, this is a part of the brain that is more active, okay, when you are pleasantly distracted, quietly distracted, not doing this, okay? When you're relaxed or otherwise doing some kind of like, you know, activity that isn't managing a task. And in a published scientific study entitled Neural Correlates of Lyrical Improvisation, uh, they studied, uh, scientists discovered that this part of the brain also fired up when rappers had to do uh, freestyle rapping versus doing over-rehearsed uh, raps that they've done a million times. And you know that feeling when you stare off into the distance when maybe somebody's fixing your car and there's the noises all in the background like the hoses and the lifts and everything and it kind of blurs into this white noise and you sort of get into this fog and suddenly you're like, oh, 20 minutes went by, right? Pay attention to that feeling because a part of your brain there is waking up that usually isn't that active. So maybe downtime doesn't mean what we have to think it means, at least in creative terms, because with downtime, your imaginations wake up, right? We're not bogged down with busy work, so other stuff bubbles up to the surface. If you wanna take full advantage of the creative potential of downtime, you have to allow yourself the space and the time to get bored. But the problem is that boredom is something that is disappearing from our lives, okay? day by day by day. And when boredom first sets in, you might feel restless or kind of unproductive and you run through the list in your head like you might have been doing earlier today. Work stuff, groceries, kids stuff, mistakes you made, who to frame for those mistakes. Um, but if you're just patient and you move past that phase and settle in, then your brain switches gears and it starts to wander and tell stories and paint pictures. And suddenly, you might have an idea. I'm not making this up. Science has shown that our subconscious can be busy solving problems in the background while we sleep. Okay, you probably all read that somewhere. Um, the great comedian John Cleese gave a talk about this at Cannes uh, not too long ago. And it was about creativity. And he recalled a time he realized that his subconscious mind was busy improving a comedy sketch he had written earlier and had set aside. And when he came back to it, suddenly he was writing it better. And in his talk, he said, we can't control our unconscious, uh, 
But we can look to how we can create the circumstance in which it becomes easier for us to work with our unconscious. So what does that mean for us? Well, for one thing, if you want to have more creative ideas, you need to put yourselves in situations where you can well and truly space out. Uh, we need to give our brains time and space to play, essentially. I mentioned relaxation because it makes it easier for our brains to release dopamine. I'm sure you've heard of dopamine before, uh, which has been shown to increase creativity in tests conducted on subjects at the Medical University of Vienna. Um, so what if we train ourselves to see what we perceive to be boredom as a blank canvas for our minds? But most of us avoid boredom and even what I call pre-boredom, like the plague. If we have to wait one minute, and I, you know this is true, one minute for a coffee at a Starbucks, out come the phones, right? We're so bad at being bored. One of my favorite artists, Roman Muradov, uh, recently wrote this excellent book related to all this, and it's called On Doing Nothing, Finding Inspiration in Idleness. And I recommend everybody here pick it up and read it. It's a really short read, and it's very enlightening. Um, so I think that uh, original ideas live inside us all, but they swim in deeper waters. And most of us spend most of the time just skimming the surface, and that's the problem, because our world looks like this to us all the time. Uh, so there's an expression about knowing something like the back of your hand. So I want to try something. Um, how many of you have actually ever even bothered to look at the back of your hand, honestly? Uh, so just if we could, oh, good for you. That's intense. All right, so I'd like us all to try something. I just want you to turn your attention to the back of your hand, okay? Just look at that. Don't look at anything else. And um, just study it for a second. Now, if you're a writer, imagine describing it as a landscape. Okay, you have some terrain there, and it's comprised of peaks and valleys, and the lines in the skin are branching off from one another like so many dried-up rivulets. Okay, what else do you see? Just, just think about it. And just, just let it take all of your attention. Get lost in all the details. Maybe you're a painter or a visual artist of some kind. So you can trace all the contours with your eyes and connect the landmarks. Organize what you see by value, shape, proportion, color, and temperature. Do it as slowly as you can. And then strive to do it even more slowly than that. You haven't even gotten to the fingernails. They're different from your neighbors. There's a faint blue-gray, uh, green, excuse me, in the veins for some folks that's kind of peeking through here and there, appearing and disappearing. And now if you move just one finger, the whole thing changes. And when you think you've seen all of it, now you're really ready to move on to the next thing, which I'm sure many of you are, that's exactly the time when you actually need to rest with it much longer. Okay, because this is now where you're getting to that moment that you might call boredom. But it's really only the beginning, I believe, of deeper observation and true creative exploration. This is where a new idea could be lying in wait for those who are open to discovering it. And it's the space between. This is that beautiful, blank, unexplored space we will probably lose altogether if we're not careful. We need to seek it out. We need to bask in it now and then because I think it's a very important place to be. Big thanks to Kyle T. Webster for stopping by. If you'd like to connect with him and his work, you can go to his website, kyletwebster.com. That is also his Instagram and also his YouTube. And he also created an app, which is entitled Lines of Zen, Inner Calm Through Meditative Drawing. And another book to read 
on this topic if it interests you. But one of my favorite authors is entitled Tinker, Dabble, Doodle, Try. Unlock the Power of the Unfocused Mind by Dr. Sereni Pillay. All right, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I hope that you find some intentional time for boredom and mind wandering this weekend. And I'll see you back here Monday. So until then, stay strong. Later.